Hey, Dad. Murph. You son of a bitch. I never made one of these before because I was so mad at you for selling. Anne Hathaway made me do it, Murph. And then when you didn't buy the dip, it seemed like a decision I should live with. And I have. Folks on Twitter said it was going lower, Murph. But today, with countries adopting Bitcoin as legal tender, <laughs> and more institutions accumulating, oh, you just look like an idiot for selling. I didn't understand the fundamentals of fixed supply, Murph. The world's in chaos, Dad. They won't stop printing money. So now would be a good time for you to buy back. Tars, can I buy Bitcoin via satellite? Let's absolutely go. My name is Patrick and welcome to the Bitcoin Pitch Podcast, where I'll chat with anyone in Bitcoin. I don't care if you're a pleb, anon, or OG. You'll be giving us your Bitcoin elevator pitch and answer some quick-hitting Bitcoin questions that will be beneficial to newcomers. The goal of the show is to keep it short and sweet for all those people you are trying to orange pill. Today's guests are Carla and Walker, otherwise known as the Crypto Couple. Carla and Walker create crypto content videos that are funny and educational at the same time. I always enjoy them for a good laugh and highly recommend you check them out. Here's my conversation with the Crypto Couple. All right. Thank you, Carla and Walker, otherwise known as the Crypto Couple, for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Of course. We're excited. Thanks for having us. All right. So if we can um, maybe just have a little bit of background about you both, both of you, and then also how both of you got into Bitcoin. Yes. Well, the question we get a lot is, are we married? The answer is yes. Um, Are we actors? The answer is no. Uh, we both actually work in telecom, more specifically the two-way radio industry, which is as dry as it sounds. Um, my dad was a computer engineer, so I grew up around tech, and it was actually him who in 2017 uh, introduced me to cryptocurrencies. And when I first got involved, I found Ethereum, which was cheaper than Bitcoin. And I made the rookie mistake of being like, well, Bitcoin's too expensive, and I want to own like a whole something. So I learned the hard way. I bought at the top. It really hurt when it came down, but I still learned something. Yeah. Uh, She got me into Bitcoin and crypto, starting out on the crypto side with Litecoin initially, also buying at the top and then uh, getting into a little bit of ETH at the end of 2018, which ended up being a decent thing. And then really going deep after that, once I finally started educating myself about Bitcoin versus just the kind of surface cursory glances I was giving it before, going really deep down that rabbit hole. And I think the rabbit hole was further accelerated by the pandemic. Uh, That kind of just put everything into sharper focus. And that's the thing. When I got initially involved, it was definitely around the initial hype. It was in the mainstream news. That's when I heard about it. But the more I learned about Bitcoin's qualities, um, it's being decentralized and fully censorship resistant is what really drew me in to actually continue learning about it because I'm a Romanian immigrant and my parents fled communism. Uh, so naturally, that affected my worldview growing up and learning more and more about Bitcoin. It just seemed to make so much more sense in a country that's increasingly making less sense. Yeah, it's a, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think COVID opened up a lot of eyes, uh, including mine. That's kind of when I got into it. Similar story to yours. I actually bought Ethereum first because a, a friend mentioned it to me. So I was like, oh, I'll just whatever. I'll buy some um, and knew nothing about it. But as once you buy something, you have skin in the game, you want to learn about it. And I just kept coming back to Bitcoin. Um, so 
I think I, I bought Ethereum in May 2020 and then basically bought Bitcoin October 2020. Um, still hold my Ethereum. Just, you know, it's done well, but like exactly. I, I, have, I have zero faith in it like whatsoever yeah. or like the rest of the coins like the way i look at that now is that like i could just lose that instantly so like mm-hmm. that's how like i have to think about it compared to where bitcoin is like i actually truly believe in the innovation there so um yeah i guess uh how did you guys get into creating uh crypto content and also why why did you decide to do it so we were working on our startup um, which is called Busy. Uh, it was a real-time bar, well, was, is, still in progress, mm-hmm. a real-time bar occupancy and deals app. Um, but when the chip shortage hit, we weren't able to manufacture our first, first batch of sensors, which is how we did our data acquisition. So we were bummed and we figured like, okay, if we can't build product, let's try to build community. So we were like, let's try to create content for this new bars app. And we created a few videos and they fell totally flat and no one gave a shit. So that sucked. Um, But during that time, I rekindled my passion for video production. Um, I studied journalism and business um, back in school back in the day, but I never pursued anything in that. Um, Hence why I ended up in radios. But redoing this stuff for our startup, I was like, you know what? I want to do video again. So one night I looked at Walker and I was like, you know what? We are learning so much about crypto and I'm back into video. Like, what if we just tried to make this really angry Twitter space like a little bit funnier? And he bust out some post-it notes. And that's when we drafted our first script. Like we had no plans for anything. We were like, the crypto couple, we're married. And we wrote down like types of Bitcoin haters and like on TikTok, which we've tried before with our other videos, which got like maybe hundred views. This first video just like took off and we were like, shit, maybe we're onto something. Pardon my French. <laughs> um, as for why we do it, uh, it was actually like the first few comments that we got and Granted, this was like a difficult time with the pandemic and everything else, but we received comments like, you know, this is the first time I've laughed in a long time, or this made my day, or, oh my gosh, like you don't see enough of this in this space. And for us, like that was enough. Like we don't make money doing this stuff. Like we do it for fun too, because it's in a creative space or a creative escape for us. But hearing that we can actually like make people laugh when they're sad, like that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I, I know that's something that I, th- I thought of the first time. I think the first video I saw was um, Interstellar. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that movie and I just died laughing. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, and it's it's short too, which is makes it funny. Of, of course, um, you know, with just how like everyone growing up now and just current society, if, if you don't catch someone in that first, like whatever amount of seconds, like they're just gonna yep. scroll past so it. But yeah, that's like, my favorite piece so this kind of gets into uh the next question i guess for both of you what what's your favorite piece of content that you've created so far okay so funny story funny you should mention Um, interstellar (laughs) interstellar is actually our favorite um from the perspective of it was our first truly viral video and but the reason that's funny is because we're huge interstellar fans like i'm a huge like astronomy space weirdo love that stuff and we thought it was going to fall completely flat, flat. Like, no, we were like, no one's going to know this scene. Like, this is so obscure. It's like a passion project. This for was us totally like, let's just like, we had it like a written script, but we hadn't shot it. And it was like a Friday. We were running out of the house. We had to go to a wedding and we like wanted to put out some content. We we're like, fuck it. Let's just do the interstellar script. Let's just fucking do it. 
and literally from sh like shooting, editing, posting, like maybe 20 minutes total. Like it was like one of the fastest things we've ever done. Usually that is not the case. No, this was like no. a very much an anomaly, but we were like, we, we had were like, it. let's do it, it for cool. ourselves. It's yeah. Friday. Let's get drunk. It's a wedding. Let's go. And then it ended up being like the biggest hit of all time. And it was funny. Like we still laugh looking at it, but that one was definitely our favorite from like the biggest surprise perspective. Um, but we actually like... And especially for me, it's more fun to produce content that has a more serious social commentary tone. Um, it's also more fun for me to do longer videos because that's more room and time for me to experiment with cuts and everything else. So from, I guess like our second or different favorite would be the Let It Snow holiday video. Also because that was definitely me going out of my own personal comfort zone. Um, so that was just fun as like a personal growth thing to like, now I'm also going to sing in front of everyone. Um, You'll notice I don't sing in that video. We tried. Because nobody wants to hear that. Like, no, no, we let's tried. Let's get that out of the way. I was like, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. And then I was like, yeah, you're just going to talk those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've watched, I've watched that one too. It's a good one for sure. Just because it's a similar song that everyone knows. And, yeah. and the lyrics make complete sense to the space and everything. And I have to say, I enjoy all the different characters you guys use. So like the fiat, gold, all the different cryptos, they they make me laugh like every single time. So keep up the good work because I, I know I enjoy it and I know you've seen from other people, other people enjoy it too, so. If only we had a song to describe these trying times. Oh, the world outside seems frightful. Yikes. From COVID variants to inflation cycles. Transitory. Institutional trust is way down low. I wonder why. Where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go? Money printer shows no signs of stopping. So I bought Bitcoin instead of going shopping. Black Friday, am I right? Oh, while the debt continues to grow. Go back Where money flows, no one knows, so it goes. So it goes. First they laugh and they mock, now fight. It's for criminals. They can't appreciate money's new form. But if you hold Bitcoin tight, saving becomes your new While politicians and old rich men are crying Some, They just all. can't let the power go No, sir Enjoy the show, stack some sats and watch them grow Sats? What are sats? I thought you said to buy Bitcoin Sats, aka Satoshis, are Bitcoin Think of it like cents to the dollar But instead of 100, there's 100 million So I could buy 2,000 sats for around a buck? Seems like a bargain Now you're getting it so I can buy part of a Bitcoin. That's right. Dollar cost averaging is surely the norm. But, but what if it crashes tonight? Then buy it on sale in the morn. So Bitcoin dips are meant for buying. But remember, leverage leaves many traders crying. So I'll invest what I can spare and hold. And now you know the monas go down the rabbit hole. Um, I guess if you had any advice to anyone who maybe wants to create content um, or who does create content, what would you say to them? So the most important thing, and I know this is cliche as hell, but it's actually true. And I used to doubt it and I would call people bullshit, but it's like, you just need to start, start writing, start shooting, start splicing. Like content creation is all about iterating. If you were to watch our first video compared to what we do now, like you can literally see what we've learned through each and every video like we, we watch our yeah. old ones we're like what were we thinking we're like wow this is so slow like pick up the pace you guys my god 
And it's like when you're not creating, you have to be learning. Like, especially if you're trying to work in this space, anytime we're not working our day jobs or creating content, we're learning, reading, because, you know, it's like you feel like you miss a year of stuff after a day. So we're on Twitter constantly. We're always trying to get educated to try to keep the scripts as relevant as possible because that's part of the whole shtick, right? Um, the second thing I'd say is to get comfortable with being called cringe and embrace the cringe, own the cringe. the cringe and be ready to cringe at yourself because the first few times you watch yourself on video, you will cringe. And when you hear yourself, you will cringe because if you have the wrong lighting, you're going to look 10 years older or 10 pounds heavier. And sometimes you just sound like an idiot. So you really have to work on that self-confidence. But the beauty of feeling that cringe when you are shooting and iterating is when you do get the shot right, you can literally feel it. You watch it and you're like, that's fucking it. That's it. Keep it. So it's just, I don't know. It's a, you have to be gracious to yourself, embrace the unknown. I like to say that cringe takes courage. Um, cringe is what other people feel when you doing you makes them uncomfortable. So it's more of a them thing than a you thing just got to start because you can study, you can read books, you can do all this stuff to learn about creating good content, but until you're actually doing it. Yeah. And I'd say if, if your biggest barrier, if you're somebody who's a creator already, or is looking to become a creator and put yourself out there more, if your biggest barrier is worrying about what other people are going to think, don't because some people create other people criticize. It is really easy to be a critic, like especially any, on Twitter. Anyone can be a critic that takes zero effort. It is not easy to be a creator. So, Go ahead and put yourself out there. If people are going to say whatever they're going to say, let that roll right over you. And again, as soon as you embrace what you're doing, embrace the cringy aspects of it, that puts you in the position of power, you know? And do what you want. That's the other thing. Like there are so many people shouting things at us, what to do, DMing us. You should have done this, would done that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like I'm not, we're not professional anything yeah. here. <laughs> but like with the interstellar one, like we really deep down, did not think anyone would get it and it ended up being you know like who who would have known so like you just got to do it and at the end of the day you're creating something that no one else has created before like it's brand new so that's just really fun like that's the thing it's fun you just got to start well, make it, those mistakes early you know politicians right now or people who are maybe uh bitcoin or crypto skeptics like to say that it's the wild west right now and i i disagree with that in a lot of standpoints but the one way that i do agree with it in is that there is open opportunity right now in this space. It is the wild west, meaning that you can come with nothing. And if you work hard and you have some good ideas and you try to yeah. bring value, then you can create something of worth. Like there, this is open season right now. And there, it's an exciting time to be in the industry, to be engaging with, you know, in really intelligent and exciting people who are looking to do great things. And it can change your life. Like yeah, you this can be was one of those not people. what we ever thought we'd be doing like even when we shot that first video we didn't think we'd still be doing this however many months later and like talking to who we're talking or doing a podcast like this is all freaking insane all just because we were like let's just try to make a funny crypto video like that's the thing you you look at people like from the outside looking in you know you see these people who have become these big uh these big figures in in any industry not just crypto but in anything and you always wonder like my god like how did they get there like i couldn't possibly get to where they are today and it's like you know what at some point, they were where you are, and you can get to where they are now, but you've got to work at it because what you see now is the end result. You don't mm. see all the proof of work, you know, to use a little Bitcoin <laughs> that they put in along the way. 
uh, on their personal time chain to get to where they are. So start doing that work, start putting it in and you're gonna be amazed what happens with it. And that's the thing, like there are, we had a lot of videos that we thought were funny that no one, literally no one <laughs> else did. And that's fine. Like you learn through what doesn't work too, but you, you can't get discouraged easily. Like something that keeps us going and keep that makes us keep doing it is like that we genuinely enjoy it. Because yeah. if it was just based on audience, like, no, I'm sure we would have quit a long time ago. People say really mean things, but we honestly just have fucking fun doing it. And we're going to keep doing it just because of that. <laughs> and granted, we can acknowledge that like right now we have the freedom to be able to create videos without needing to get paid for them. Like yeah. we are creating these things because we like them, because it's a message that we want to share, because we believe in Bitcoin, because we don't believe in the current system that exists. And so, you know, we have that freedom to be able to say what we want and not be beholden to other people. And so that's another thing. If you have the freedom to create things on your own terms from the start yeah. and not be in somebody else's pocket, try to do that, at least for as long as you can. Because the second you start taking money, that, you know, then there becomes questions of, of and that's motive not to and credibility. Say, like, not to say that taking, taking money is a bad thing. More so that it, we are fortunate that we have the freedom to be able to create. We're working right now, a more creative, artistic yeah, sense. Without being, needing to... To take too much but like not to be also redundant or cliche but like it is really still early yeah like still so early <laughs> and don't get me wrong we would love to start getting paid for this so you know <laughs> if you're a producer out there and you want to throw us some money please we will we will take it um well, we'll see. maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there's some good points in there um because i i mean i think I felt the same thing. Like I started this podcast in September of 2021, started really learning about Bitcoin October 2020. And then like I got to a point where I felt like I understood it pretty well. Um, however, friends and family, I probably talked to them about it way too much. So it's like, all right, <laughs> I got to I have to I have to do something. And I think I was listening to a podcast of uh, Daniel Prince and he just was talking about if you have an idea or you want to do something, just start it. Like that's all you have to do. And I can definitely agree with that. Cause like you said, like it's, it's scary to put yourself out there. Um, but I think I've done like 16 episodes now. And like, I look back on you it. Got I'm big like, names on. Yeah. And I'm like, these, these people like, like just said, yeah, sure. I'll talk to you about like Bitcoin. Like, and I, I to me, like even that in itself, that's really cool. So I don't really care if people like a ton of people listen to the show. Um, it's really about more like people who are close to me. And like you kind of mentioned, like proof of work, like I, I'm, I'm putting all, in and all this time and effort to record a show yeah. and make a podcast. Like maybe there's something more to look into Bitcoin. So that's really what I'm trying to do is get friends and family more interested in it. So that's awesome. Amen. And it's that. true. Exactly. Like you found something you love. You're like, I'm just going to start. And right. now here all of us are. And same thing that you mentioned, I would have never thought I wanted to do a podcast, like yeah. never, like I have no background in this. Like I, I went to school and like business school, supply chain management was my uh, degree and um, kind of just worked in like a corporate business setting. Uh, and I still do. Um, but like once you start, once you understand Bitcoin and you, if you really believe in the value of it in the future, like that's kind of what you just want to do. Like, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's that contrast that like makes you realize like how important, like you want to make this in your life. Right. It's like, yeah. you have to have that corporate experience to be like, I don't want this. Anymore. Right. I'll, I'll keep, I'll still keep mining fiat right now in my, <laughs> in my initial, you know, my original job, but I'd like to move out of that fiat mining job eventually. Right. Exactly. Um, 
so I guess we'll move on to the next question here. So I'm not sure. I know you kind of mentioned how you got into ETH and everything. I guess if you could go back in time and convince yourself about Bitcoin the first time you heard about it, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself and why? Um, however, you can't just mention the price. Okay. So I, well, I'd probably go back and say uh, past Walker. Well, you know, everything you know about how to save for your future and what the nature of money is, is completely wrong. Like you are unknowingly being a cuckold for the government and the Federal Reserve. I'm sorry to break it to you past self, but savings accounts are a bit of a scam. Inflation is going to eat away all the cash that you have, the value of it. The stock market is mostly manipulated. You can see that with any of the various meeting minutes that come out where the market has drastic movements afterwards only to finally regain where it was. Ah, what a surprise. And the only legitimate way to protect yourself from the whims of unelected bureaucrats is to opt out of the current system and opt into Bitcoin. There's only ever going to be 21 million of them. Uh, There are over 50 million millionaires, for instance, like not even every millionaire in the world can own a full Bitcoin. So like, just take that number. That's some easy math. Price doesn't matter because you said no talking about price, right? So it's about how many Bitcoin you can accumulate before the majority of the world's big money players catch on. And we're seeing that game theory play out in front of us right now. You've got companies like MicroStrategy being very intelligent and using a bunch of cheap debt to buy Bitcoin. You've got full countries adding Bitcoin to their balance sheets. We are watching this game theory play out in front of our eyes. There's only ever going to be 21 million past Walker. Try to get as many of those 21 million as you possibly can. For me, I have a little bit less of an excuse because like my entire life, my dad's been teaching me about how governments and money and the Fed works. Um, So I have no excuse in that sense. But (laughs) what I would tell myself is you don't need that expensive party dress or to go to that brunch that'll leave you hungover and $200 short. Um, just read the Bitcoin standard. Like I know you can handle it. And for the love of God, just dollar cost average, because I know you can, I know you can bitch. It, it is amazing. <laughs> when you start thinking about like past purchases God! in Bitcoin terms, you're like, wow, I just like bought that really cool Hawaiian shirt that I thought was great at the time for way too much money. And you know what, now that'd be worth like a thousand dollars in us dollars if I'd gotten Bitcoin, but, but hey, it's that's, like, you can't beat yourself up too much. And that's right? not to say you shouldn't keep living. You know, there are no. some people who are like, sell everything you own. Like if you have anything, like you should sell it for sap. It's that's like, why no, I, we still have to live. We neither still of to us have kidneys. They're both sold enjoy for, for our money. lives. Cause we still don't know if we'll be alive five years from now. Right. So there, it, you have to strike a balance, but But the beauty is that like Bitcoin buys you time, right? Like that's what I think that's like one of the ways that when I, if I were to go back to explain it to myself or one of the ways that I explain it to people now is like Bitcoin is a way to store time and energy. Like this is a really valuable thing. You can't do that with most monetary instruments that exist. And right now is a great time to buy. Yeah. And like right now (laughs) it is, wow, there is blood in the streets. So yeah, get out there. Yeah. um, I had something to say that was, um, uh, it's 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 floating away because I hear my kid upstairs. He's screaming. I don't know if you heard him scream a couple times. Oh, oh no! Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, yeah. If it comes back to me, it comes back to me. But um, I guess if you had to recommend any books, articles, podcasts for someone new to learn about Bitcoin, what would you uh, what would you recommend? For sure. So uh, just some people uh, as far as the, that write articles. a lot of good articles or just good to follow on Twitter. Uh, Alex Gladstein um, from the Human Rights Foundation. I mean, he's fantastic. I love his yeah. writings about just kind of the human impact of Bitcoin, especially taking it out of the kind of 
American-centric worldview that a lot of people operate in, like he's talking about people all over the world and Mm -hmm. how, you know, his uh, piece on, you know, checking your financial privilege is fantastic. Uh, Lynn Alden, I think, provides some incredible macro analysis, really great deep dives. Uh, Love reading her writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Balaji Siravasan, big picture perspectives on kind of tech and the future of work. Of course, uh, Safe Dinamos, uh, the Bitcoin standard is a is a must read. You know, we're currently reading the Fiat standard, enjoying it so far. Um, I'd uh, also add Natalie Brunnell because she articulates Bitcoin really, really well, and she just has this awesome energy around it. And I yeah. think that especially she for kills getting- it on the news, right? Like, yeah, like, in like a short amount style, of time that she needs. Most- yeah, yeah, she kills it. She's like the most like time. photogenic person on earth. But like that aside, like the way she articulates everything, it's just like you say things and they make sense. So like for mainstream adoption, I think she is huge. And then also someone who I only recently came across and started reading from is uh, Troy Cross, who really uh, does a good job dispelling a lot of myths. And I like that he's making Bitcoin more accessible to new audiences. I like that he's reaching a more progressive audience and um, yeah, I think it's cool that we have all these diverse voices coming in and really, really going out and battling for Bitcoin, because that is what all of us, whether it be silly videos or podcasts or articles, like that's all what all of us are trying to do. And in terms of more voices just on podcasts, um, the breakdown with NLW is one that I really enjoy. Uh, what is Money the, by Robert Breedlove. It's got some great thoughts on there and interviews a lot of interesting people. Uh, Bitcoin Audible with Guy Swan. Um, that's just if you don't feel like reading some of the best things that are out there in the Bitcoin world, then he will read them for you. And that's lovely, <laughs> um, especially because we drive a decent amount. So that helps. Uh, Markets yeah. Daily by Coindesk, I think, is a nice one just for kind of a quick market summary and kind of, you know, see off the top what are the big things happening. Uh, and then I think what Bitcoin did with Peter McCormick, he interviews a lot of great people. He's got a great perspective on things. He's getting a lot of flack right now, but uh, I enjoy his podcast. So. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned a ton that that I listen to and a couple that I haven't heard of. So I'll definitely take a look into those. Um, all right. So I guess to the end of the show, I guess you had like five or so minutes, uh, I guess for both of you, or if you just put it together as one, that's fine too. What would what would your uh, Bitcoin elevator pitch be? Well, I'm the you know short and sweet one. So a uh, very short elevator ride for me. Uh, I'd say that digital money isn't new, but the beauty of Bitcoin is that it's fully decentralized digital money that no person or government can confiscate. And that alone is enough for me and should be enough for you. And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a I'll take a slightly, uh, slightly longer route. Um, so I, this I'll, I'll tailor this more towards like, the American audience, um, but this applies more widely. Um, so I'd say. You'll notice that despite politicians uh, for decades enacting a lot of new policies to shrink the wealth gap and increase equality, that the divide's only gotten bigger. And that's because our money is fundamentally broken. The rich are getting richer and the poor are poorer than ever. Classic. And unfortunately, it's not in the interests of those in power to fix this broken system. And worse, many of those at the top don't think the system is broken because you know what? It works just fine for them. And so the sad reality is that we don't live in a serious country. Uh, In a serious country, it'd be absurd for the government to allow some 18-year-old kid to take out a $200,000 loan with no assets and no experience to finance a political science degree they're never going to be able to pay back. No offense to poli-sci. No offense to poli-sci, a lot of my buddies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the same time, saying they need to protect investors from dangerous investment opportunities. Oh, my God. And in a serious country, we wouldn't have uh, elected officials blaming companies for rising prices of meat or whatever else after the Federal Reserve created, what, 26% of all dollars in existence in 2020? 
Uh, and in a serious country, we'd probably throw those Federal Reserve presidents in jail after a fair trial by a jury of their peers because they're insider trading at the highest level. You can look at Kaplan and Rosengren. Uh, I won't get into that now. Um, and we also wouldn't give billions and billions of dollars to bail out giant banks and airlines with your taxpayer money. Don't get me started on airlines. Yeah. And we would also, if we were serious, we would probably... Uh, you know, not be clamoring for nuclear power plants to be shut down <laughs> while we're also saying that we want to champion climate change. Uh, but so we don't live in a serious country. We've established that. But you are in luck, Pleb, because Bitcoin exists and there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. No central authority controls it. Anyone anywhere in the world can use it, regardless of who you are or where you're from. You can opt out of the current system and opt into this open permissionless network. Bitcoin's a way to store your energy, store your time. Uh, and do that in a form of money that is separate from the state. No one can stop you from using it. And unfortunately, you can't stop anyone else from using it either. So it's money for friends, it's money for enemies, and it's money for freedom. Fortunately. Yeah, well, yeah, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, great pitches. Um, I guess to close, where, where can people find you, follow you, best place to... Find you. So we're on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, we're everywhere. Uh, just typed a crypto couple, but instead of an O and an L, it's a zero and a one because we thought that was really clever when we had, you know, we just started out. Uh, easier than that is just to Google the crypto couple and then you should be able to find us. Yeah, we will also never DM you. So if you Ever. find, if you, anyone who looks like the crypto couple tries to DM you, I promise you it's not us. We don't care how I your don't trades care about your trade. We really don't care about your trade. I will never swear at you unless you ask. I've gotten a ton of those too. Like, like, how's your trade? <laughs> or how are you doing today? I'm like, all right, you're not a real person. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time today to chat Bitcoin. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, you, thank you for us. having us. This is our first time and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him sell, Murph. Come on, Murph. Don't let me sell. Number gonna go up, Murph. Make me buy the dip, Murph. Number will go up. Just DCA and HODL, Murph. TARS. Thanks so much, Carla and Walker, for coming on the show. You will find in the show notes links to all that was mentioned, including where you can find and follow the crypto couple. Shout out to Last Call Monday for the intro and exit music and Drawn to Heal for the show's artwork. You can check both of them out from the links in the show notes. If you got this far, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you feel you have a Bitcoin pitch to tell, I want you on the show. Feel free to reach out to me via Twitter at baby underscore Pat with two Y's and two T's or email me at BitcoinPitchPodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.